Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Really good. Uh, I think it was important for me to get a nice full practice, hard practice today with the guys. I think that uh, pushed me to uh, to the game pace today's practice. That's for sure. Anytime, anytime if it's a game or two games, uh, you feel like uh, you're missing out, and uh, that you always get uh, really pumped up. Uh, the adrenaline comes high when uh, you can return to the lineup. Huge. Uh, he, he brings energy, brings consistency every single game. Um, you know, he's a leader on and off the ice. And, um, just a great guy, so I'm excited to have him back. I, you know, getting Zem, Zemgis back is a, he's a guy that's uh, at his core. He's a competitive, hardworking guy, and you know where we've been challenged is in that area. We we need more competitive, you know, uh, high energy working guys. And it'll be big to get him back, obviously. Will he play is probably a fair question based on the yeah. skate today in advance of tomorrow's game against Columbus. Right now, Zemgis Gergensen is certainly ready to come back and skating today among four players on what would be a fourth line, presumably with uh, Robinson, who has been sitting for a while, along mm-hmm. with Krebs and Opozo. Mm-hmm. Big opportunity uh, for whomever, I'm sure, to get back in and try to, again, start a new streak to close out the year. Yes, Marty, there is an opportunity for a two-game winning streak before 2023 ends, but that means they need wins on back-to-back days to get this thing done. Yeah, Columbus and Ottawa, obviously, Saturday, Sunday. And just a quick reminder, everybody, the Saturday game is at 5 p.m., so it's not your normal 7 p.m. game. And the Sabres and you and I, Duffer, are traveling to Ottawa for a New Year's Eve clash against the Ottawa Senators. But yeah, and you know, you talked about Zemgus yesterday. He was a uh, placeholder for Tage Thompson at practice when he was skating with Skinner and Tuck. Well, Tage has returned now to uh, the practice ice. And so he's resuming his spot with Skinner and Tuck and Zemgus Gergensen's waiting to see if he is going to be in the lineup. I would assume yes. And I'm only assuming because the Sabres are making roster moves, right? Like if Zemgus is not ready to go, you keep him on IR. You don't have to make roster moves. But they do, did put Tyson Jost on waivers yesterday. Uh, they uh, assigned Ryan Johnson uh, to the Rochester Americans. So obviously these type of transactions are made to open up roster spots. One for Tate Thompson to come back. Two for most likely Zemgus Gergensen to come back as well. Well, yeah, and uh, the Johnson move obviously could uh, be categorized many ways, including temporary. 
Um, so there's uh, an opportunity for him to be back as early as this weekend in um, yeah. either, either one of the games, quite frankly. The Amherst are home tonight. They've drawn Hershey this evening, which will be the most daunting task yet. Hershey has won six in a row. They have um, an unbelievable mark of 25-6 and six this year, which is by far the best in the AHL. And the Amherst have been struggling to get the wins of late. And now we'll have... Presumably, if, uh, well, who knows what the future holds for Jost as far as waivers and then after that, because there's not necessarily an automatic designation coming to the American Hockey League. You could then work out a deal if somebody was looking to do it that way as opposed to going through the waivers process. But uh, there are a lot of bodies um, in Rochester, yes. um, both among the forwards and defense ranks, even without Yuri Kulik right now, who's playing at the World Juniors. By the way, Chris Baker from Sabre Prospects will be with us on the broadcast tomorrow to give you a full rundown of what he's been seeing from Buffalo's seven prospects playing at the World Junior Tournament in Sweden. But uh, definitely when you think of Bryson being down there and potentially Jost and others, I mean, it just it's... It's a lot of veterans potentially um, for Seth Appert to work with, but the here and now with the Sabres is Don Granado has to find the right guys to work with that can put in the consistent efforts. And that's obviously the biggest challenge here is this year of 2023 comes to a close. So yes, it's, it's a challenge. It is a challenge because, you know, when you get a, a nice win, right, you get a, uh, um, a nice win against the Toronto Maple Leafs and then you get a overtime loss against the Rangers and you have your full lineup and then obviously the last game against Boston, you got no Tage Thompson, but there was not a response, right? When somebody is missing, but you say, okay, let's get your lineup back together and let's see what the last two games of the year, the calendar year will look like. Um, so that to me is what I'm going to focus on. Now you, you did mention Ryan Johnson, um, who has played in four of the last five and, you know, I'd, I'd looked good and, and is still young, learning a lot. Um, but at some point we kind of figured Henry Yoki Aryu is going to have to come back in the lineup. And if Henry is going to draw back in the lineup and you have to make those type of, you know, daily transactions, or maybe it's every other day type of transactions, you have 23 roster limits and you do have the three goalies still so maybe you're just allocating six spot for your defense right now on the roster knowing that you can always you know call Ryan Johnson back up maybe make a paper transaction in that way so I'm not overly you know kind of uh, uh, looking at that situation but I do think that in in due time you're going to have to sort out your three goalie situation. I think most teams now, the Montreal Canadiens still have their three goalies. There's a lot of teams out there that are kind of dealing with this. And you look at the 2023 calendar coming to end. It's about uh, the time where you're going to need to figure that out. Well, one of the uh, really good, and by the way, Shana Goldman, given that it's Friday, uh, will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour as well here on Sabres Live. Um, the Flyers have had really, really good goaltending this year, but last night Sam Erson was injured in period number three. Carter Hart had to come on, so we'll see how long, if at all, Erson is out because then that would again create um, you know, just movement. It doesn't necessarily reflect uh, the need for a transaction outside of one's organization, but the Flyers have themselves in a really good spot here. And yeah. I don't really care what the vision was of Jones, Briere and company and Tortorella too, but like they're in it. They can't, they can't just slip out of it. Like it, they're, to me, they have to be aggressive to stay in it. They've done everything right 
They rolled Vancouver last night four to one on the strength of three second period goals in just over two minutes. And that's what they do because they their pace is ridiculously high. And if you make mistakes like Vancouver did last night, you're going to pay the price. So Carter Hart came in in a tough spot. He uh, As soon as he came in, um, Atkinson took a really dumb uh, penalty for in, it wasn't instigating. It was called roughing, but it was a reaction to an absolutely clean hit that needed no response. And Philadelphia ended up scoring a shorthanded goal yep. to keep Carter Hart a little bit more breathing room. So it was a, it was stunning. And I know you'd been big on on Casey DeSmith this year. He has obviously been really good. He'd been six two and two prior to last night, but he ended up having a, a real tough moment or two last night and just didn't look like himself as the game went on. But uh, that's obviously going to happen uh, every now and again. But Philadelphia, man, they just keep rolling up the points. And a large part of it has been, uh, un- I think, the underrated discussion about their goaltending, which brings it back to the Sabres and their three goalie situation. And and I'm sorry to – I don't even know how to present it. <laughs> yeah, here It is December 29th. But based on you bringing it up and, and, and us talking about, you know, roster moves potentially on a more regular basis here um, just to make all the pieces fit. Um, I, I don't, how do you, how do you view it now based on the fact that obviously Lukanen has had trouble getting the wins. Comrie hasn't played enough to know whether he can get the wins. And Devin Levi of course has had higher numbers in the wrong categories of late, despite what the wins and losses might indicate. Well, I mean, you also have to be looking at where you are right now as a team in the Mm -hmm. standings. And, um, and it's not throwing the towel at the end of December, knowing that you have six and then knowing (laughs) that you have 60% of your season still in front of you, or maybe 55% of the season still in front of you. But at the same time, I think that if you combine who gives you the best chance to win right now, and if you combine who do you want to get playing time to gain experience, to work on their game, to continue to mature and and looking at next season. I'm also not saying like this year is you know, thrown in the garbage, but I'm looking at, okay, you got to be able to combine all these elements together. That's what you got to do as an organization, right? And you know, if but who would what are you getting at? Like, who would fall into this category about gaining experience? Everybody's got a fair amount of it now, unless you're saying Devin Levi is going to Rochester. Uh, no, I'm saying like I would I would think that Levi and Lukanen are the ones that are giving you the answer to all of your questions. One, who gives you the better chance right now? Levi, Lukanen. Two, who would benefit from more playing time at the NHL level, long term, to be able to to gain experience, to gain maturity, and all of that. Levi Lukanen, like I mean, more Levi than Lukanen. Lukanen is getting to that experience over the last year and a half now, more. But it's Levi Lukanen. That, that's what my answer is when I'm asking myself a question. I'm looking at this weekend. You got Saturday, Sunday games. Who are the two guys that, in my opinion, are going to play? And, and I'm thinking, well, it's Levi Lukanen. And so when it all comes, it could be one guy. It could be one. It could be one guy. You're absolutely right. It could be, but I'm just saying I have to pick two, right? If I'm building a roster that has two goalies on it, I'm picking two guys out of the three and saying I'm moving forward with those two guys. And right now my answer is Levi Lukanen. And I know this is a tough place for Eric Comrie to be in. It's a tough place for Don Granado and Kevin Adams to be in. 
right? And saying, hey, it, it unfortunately hasn't worked out the way we thought it was going to work out. And it's no fault of Eric Comrie. The injuries have factored in, the situation, and really, to be honest with you, having four goalies last year at one point and having three this year has, has put Eric Comrie in a tough place. Like if there was only two and he came back healthy, he'd play regularly, he'd practice regularly. You'd know, do we have somebody that we can play more often or not? But you had four goalies last year at the end of the year, three this year. It's just put Comrie in a bad spot. So unfortunately, the answer right now that I look at is not, well, Eric Comrie's playing one of the two this weekend, or Eric Comrie's going to play next year, next year when I say 2024 in January or whatnot. It comes down to Levi Lukanen moving forward. And look, you talked about the Flyers, you know, being in a win mode, win now mode and trying to keep up with the Eastern Conference, the Metropolitan Division. Well, I mean, every team that is seeing that, oh, we got to get on a streak. We got to get on ourselves going here. Um, you know, there's maybe two or three teams in the NHL right now that can say, bye-bye, we're done, right? Like, we don't have to worry about it. Let's really focus on next year. But the Sabres have to find a way to say, hey, we got to win two this weekend. We got to get on a streak. We got to win five out of six. We got to win seven out of eight. Let's go. So at the end of the day, I'm looking at who are my best guys. And at this moment, the answer would be Levi Lukanen. Logan Thompson played back-to-back -back games for Vegas. That's why yes. I che cheekily added that, uh, you know, one is an option here. You probably don't see one as an option, though, or do you? I don't because um, – and also, I mean, it has to be performance-based, right? You have to look at it. Wait, you have to be bad one night to get the start next? That's what Logan Thompson got. <laughs> well, no, but your Pitera was not giving the Vegas Golden Knights good goaltending. He coming wasn't up as to that bad game. as Thompson was in his return. Well, yeah, but overall, overall, <laughs> Logan Thompson is the better of the two goalie. Bruce Cassidy answered that question yesterday before the game. Why are you playing Logan Thompson on back-to-back? -back? Because he gives us the best chance to win. He didn't say, oh, well, you know, Logan has had experience. No, he basically just simple. He gives us the best chance to win. They were hosting the LA Kings. So one of the best road team in the league. Who gives me the best chance to win? It's Logan Thompson. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at tomorrow night, Columbus. Who gives me the best chance to win? And I'm playing this, this guy. Now, I mean, you could argue it's Levi. You could argue it's Lukanen. I Well, based on practice, it looks like Lukanen. Yeah, so you could argue it's either one of them, um, which is fine. But I don't have my decision made on Sunday's game right mm -hmm. now. You play a 5 o'clock tomorrow. You play a 7 o'clock Sunday. No, um, it's not 7. Is it 6? It's not 7. I know that. Okay. Well, it can it can pretty be, sure it's six. It can no. be anywhere between six and eight. So we'll we'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh but anyway, um you, you play a five and then a six, whatever it is. It's like six. You, you can definitely for the go. last time, I'm telling you, it's six. Well, you did it's not seven. Let's just it's six o'clock. Um you you can go with the same guy, but you don't make your mind up now saying we have our goalie pick for Saturday and Sunday. Because with performances, if Lukanen comes in and plays lights out against Columbus and is a big reason why you win, then you know what? Yeah. Who gives you your best chance to win on they Sunday? It probably is. It Lukanen won't happen. Again. It won't happen. You know that. I'm just telling you what I would do. No, but it won't. You know it won't. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be an option on the table right now? 
Why? I'm not saying it's not an option. I'm saying it won't happen. Because they had a chance to go Levi in consecutive games or <laughs> back-to-back games, and they too. didn't go in. So I'm just saying, um, do I think it's going to happen? Yeah, unlikely yeah. to happen. Would I well, put it on the table? The Absolutely, I would put it on the table. Okay. Um, before I bore you with the question of what is their identity um, for the final time in 2023, what is the identity that I always bring up of the reigning Stanley Cup champions? They have a solid group of defense. Who do what? Who block shots. Thank you. Always the best in that regard. I listen once in a while. Last night, they were up 3-1. The Kings score at with a minute 59 to go. The Kings never lost control of the puck in the offensive zone until the final seven, seven seconds. Yeah. It was the most pressure I have seen. They had eight shot attempts in that time. Braden McNabb blocked three consecutive shots. They blocked yeah. five of the eight in total. And Logan Thompson looked like he had escaped like a guilty child doing something mischievous, either at home or at school. <laughs> he was exhausted. He looked like he played no part in them hanging on to the victory at the end. In fact, I thought he'd re-injured himself out of sheer oh, no. exhaustion and tension in the moment. And I was like, wow, that's now. I was thinking the Kings are going to be furious with themselves for not putting up a greater fight earlier. But of course, this is par for the course in hockey, especially, you know, the late game push. But yes. uh, yeah, it was remarkable, actually. Iko, by the way, had a tremendous tally last night. Um but uh, yeah, it was it, it was something to watch between those two, who are you know obviously terrific rivals and uh, and a big lost opportunity well, for the Kings because, as we mentioned yesterday, they were top two in NHL point percentage, and they were watching Vancouver lose, and they were going head to head with Vegas. So it was a big opportunity for them to climb up and almost take the, you know, get within three points of the division lead, let alone points percentage. Well, what did we talk about? I believe it was the Rangers game, right? When we showed Matthias Samuelson blocking shots and then Connor Clifton seven blocking shots. Seven of them, shots. and Clifton had seven as well, yep. Yeah, so, and then Jordan Greenway with us on Wednesday morning talked about, oh, like blocking shots, penalty kill, blocking shots, like it's so important. It mm -hmm. gives you, like, number one, the shot's not getting to the net. And there's no chaos, no second, third, fourth opportunities right at the net. That's number one. Number two, the vibes, and I know you can't measure vibes in shot attempts, and but the feeling that you get when your teammate is laying it on the line and blocking shots as a goaltender, you're watching it from behind all of this, and you're like, Yes, we are dialed in, we're blocking shots. Now, there's two ways of doing the, the blocking of shots one is because you're being completely dominated that the only thing you have to do is try to get in a shot lane. And two is being aggressive and really making that part of your identity. Um, so at times this year, I've seen the Sabres saying, hey, you know what? Here you go. I'm going to make that an, an aggressive shot blocking mindset. And that other times it's been like, oh, like we are completely being dominated when on our on our heels, and mm -hmm. now we have to hope that we're blocking shots because that's our only saving grace at this moment. So that's the difference. You can block shots. You can have seven, eight, nine block shots in a game, but there's two different ways to look at it. Vegas, mm -hmm. when I watch them, they're an aggressive shot blocking team. They mm -hmm. come at you, they front you, they block shots. Not because they're sitting back, because they're aggressive. That's the identity defensively that the Sabers 
hope and want to get to when it comes to shot blocking, especially with guys like Sammy and Clifton now and Eric Johnson. That's what they want to get to. Right. And what was one of the signature moments of a road team's victory in KeyBank Center this year? David Savard, Montreal, first meeting of the year. Yeah. That, along with Samuelson, twice now this year, his nine-block game against Boston, his seven-block game against the Rangers, which didn't result in a win. To me, like, since I was this high, like, this is the stuff that's super noticeable, right? Like, if you don't have that willingness, and and the the hope is the willingness, of course, then reaches everybody else on the team. Like, to me, it's always been one of my favorite parts. Maybe it was because my mom loved Jim Schoenfeld from the earliest days, and Shawnee was a great Shot blocker for the Sabres, obviously. Um, you know, it, it, those are critical components to good to great teams, in my opinion. And obviously, on the worst end, even when you're not great, you you can set an example. And obviously, the, the youth of Montreal's defense corps is only going to learn from David Savard when he's in the lineup. No, 100%. And I can tell you this, my first training camp in Buffalo, I'm sitting next to Charlie Huddy. And Charlie Huddy is laying like like this foam, um, I don't know what you call it. It's like a roll of white, almost like snow, right? Like foamy kind of snow that he's putting inside his shin pads. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, so it doesn't hurt as bad when you block shots. And I, that's my game now. Like I need, I, I need to get, you know, Craig Ludwig, right? With The, the Sears big catalog shin- was not available. The Sears catalog was not available at that moment. You couldn't put it. It was too heavy, but you would put this like, this it's a springtime version. It's not nearly as thick as the holiday one. Yeah, oh. but if it gets wet, it really gets heavy, right? Because it's pages, papers, and all of that. Those but, guys didn't skate at all anyway. They were yeah. asked to be in sound defensive posture. But but I remember, you know, Charlie Huddy talking about blocking shots and carving himself a role as a defending type, shot blocking type defenseman. Craig Ludwig, like, man. You know, the Montreal days and then the Dallas days. And we talked about he had bigger shin pads than goalie pads, right? Because he blocked shots. But that was different because, you know, it wasn't a huge part of the game. It was a different era. But those guys were part of winning teams. They were part of a winning tradition that lifted cups because of their selfless, aggressive shot blocking nature. I mean... Mm -hmm. I, I'll I'll say this, but one of the best shot blocking guy we've had in Buffalo was Jay McKee. And Jay McKee, because of his, especially in those days, how you start to track shot blocking and it, mm-hmm. it became a, something a little bit more noticeable. Only but, in his final year with the Sabres did they track shot blocking. Yeah. And then it earned him a contract. He went to St. Louis. But still, you know, he he carved himself even before they tracked it this idea that he would block shots and he would get hurt and his body would be like just Dan Girardi, same way. Right. With Girardi in, in New York, he was the same way. That's part of winning teams. Right. And go back and look uh, now or 20 years from now to Dan Girardi's era in the NHL. You will see him as one of the defensemen who played the most playoff games during his window of time oh, yeah. in the NHL. Yes. That is a feather in the cap. In his, in his map. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, like they they lost, the Rangers lost to the LA Kings who had, 
you know, guys that were doing the exact same thing. 100%. And it's, it's, it's definitely, and I look at the Sabres and I understand that. And we're spending too much time on this topic, obviously. Blocking shots isn't going to be the sole reason they can turn around against Columbus and Ottawa tomorrow. No, it's not. But it's an identity that I feel like, okay, let's put 2023 behind us. And what is something that they have to be able to say? 2024 and forward has to be, you know, a a priority in the way that we play games. And for me, we talked about defending, helping out your goaltender, blocking shots, a huge part of that. You're mm-hmm. not going to go anywhere in 2024 if that doesn't come a part of your success and your identity. So uh, obviously this year has been um, the hardest one in Sabres history based on the fact that we lost the greatest of all time in yes. Rick Jenneret. And so it's hard for me and I'm sure for many of us to sit here and uh, reflect upon anything else when going over this uh, entirety from January through December. So um, we think back to August 17th and um, then being on air on August 18th and how life can be incredibly uh, confusing, challenging, difficult um, because of course, his passing ultimately um, presented us with some of the more memorable moments that we had on air, which seems yes. just very, very strange to say. But I don't think, and there were so many, and this is why I'm grateful. This is me being grateful to everybody that was listening that day on behalf of our entire crew, because like, I don't think anybody's ever going to forget doc emmerich's segment like to have one of the most noteworthy play-by-play announcers in hockey history come on and speak as if he was crafting poetry right before our eyes and ears um like i'm i'm sitting here with chills and not really knowing where to go from here other than knowing that that three-hour window and then the service that we had the following Sunday, a week from Sunday after um, RJ's passing, you know, they they were uh, important days um, for us to try to move on and, and, and reflect and remember and cherish every moment we had with them. I will reflect even more um, on that over the next few days here, but uh, I still remember the last time I got to spend... You know, a few hours with RJ, we had an autograph signing and he was taking pictures yeah. with every single one people, person, uh, group that was in line and being his sarcastic self that he always is <laughs> and made a comment about me and made a comment about everything. It was it was just awesome. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. you got to cherish those moments. But you're right. Like when we went on the air the next day and um, reached out to so many Sabres alumni uh, and, and, you know, coworker and people in the business, um, the amount of response that we got because of what he was able to do in his life and not just in his professional life as a play-by-play, uh, and voice of, of a team, but in his personal life with how he cared and supported and loved people like that was, that was just amazing. That's what I take out of it. And the great dynamic quoting for, you know, um, the movie Field of, Field of Dreams, right? It's just amazing. And you're right. It was one of the probably best moment we've had on the show. And it's it's funny to say, but it's 
it it was very very emotional and uh and one that you'll never forget well, it certainly put aside our juvenile attempts at humor and recurring jokes that most people may or may not get, although you are incredibly tall, despite while sitting here in boxed format on MSG. Well, the hair, hair is today. the hair is adding inches. There's no question. That's something I've not been able to say for eight years now, I think, at least. Anyway, uh, the winter is back in Winterfest. If you didn't know, step outside, feel the chill. It's brisk, baby, to close out 2023, and the jackets are in town, and it's a 5 p.m. start tomorrow. It's the last of our four Winter Wonderland games. Our Winter Fest, which is the Winter Wonderland theme, is tomorrow. Family activities in the concourse, take-home photo opportunities, an outdoor market, and more. And, of course, Shana Goldman next on Sabres Live. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Well, nothing comes close to our Friday segment at 1230 every week. That is Shana Goldman from The Athletic. Happy holidays. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me every Friday. The best day of the week. <laughs> Just so you know, we had a heck of a time in New York City. We wish you would have joined us in the uh, cutting room for a Stifler's Mom 90s music experience. It was Pretty uh, special. I'll tell you. Now you guys need to come back. Like this is. So well, we were invited back by them. Uh, they actually messaged <laughs> saying we didn't know the enemy was in the house, and they're Islanders fans. And then they were upset when the Sabers didn't beat the Rangers, so they revoked their invitation to have <laughs> us back. But they I'm play sure. the beach clubs in Long Island all summer long, so we'll have to make that a. Uh, there we a go. Trip. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I wouldn't ask you to put the uh, calendar year into song. That might be too much, uh, you know, <laughs> of an ask in an impromptu setting. But um, like, what's the big story for you right now, Shana, as this 2023 is coming to a close? That It can encompass the entirety of the calendar year. It can focus on what we're in now in 2023-24 and projecting ahead. Like what what's really top of mind for you? You're you're on the air probably as much or more than we are. And it, it just feels like the cycle, right? Like you're always talking about something within the game. So what's up here? 
Yeah, if you had to have me pick a song for it, I would need like a week, a month. That is not, <laughs> that's not my creativity right there. Um, you know what? I would think it might sound like, okay, Captain Obvious, but I think something important from the whole calendar year is that there isn't a single path to success. And that's what I feel like I keep being reminded of. You know, we talk about the rise in goal scoring. We talk about the goaltenders being bad. We talk about teams needing elite cores. Thank you, Captain Obvious. You know, win, get the best player in the trade. And that's how you'll have success. When you look at Matthew Kachuk, but you look at kind of the past champions and how everybody takes note from a Stanley Cup champion. It's it's a copycat league, right? And if you look at Vegas, you might be telling yourself you need a really tall blue line or you need really a ton of depth defense or depth that forward it might be that you can get by with average goaltending it might be that you can get by with big trades and that's completely different than from tampa and colorado that knew when to wait when to make the trade when was the right time to invest so i feel like we're seeing kind of different different ideas come to fruition and you just have to know how, how does it apply to your team right. because it's not it's not a one-size-fit-all and i feel like that's something we have to keep in mind when we look at vegas and even further back i think it's so hard to look at a calendar year and get storyline because from seasons to seasons, they don't like match up. Right. So right. this morning, just for the fun of it, I'm like, Hey, who is the leading scorer in the calendar year, 2023 up till now? And it's Nathan McKinnon. I'm like, Connor McDavid had 500 <laughs> points last year. Why is he not like the number one guy? It's Nathan McKinnon who yeah. had the most goals in the 2023 calendar year. Matthews. David Pasternak. Oh. No, Matthews has got 50 in 2023. <laughs> yep. David Pasenak's got 56. McKinnon is second. So I'm like, if I had to vote on the player of the year, 2023, mm -hmm. I have to vote Nathan McKinnon for that right. reason. And yeah. he'd be sour because it was not a year where they won the cup. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's had amazing. Had to make carbs that year and look at how everything fell apart. No, we love Nathan McKinnon. And he's, mm -hmm. I think the fact that like, you look at even just his December versus McDavid's and yeah. he has all the scoring in the world. He has what points on 56, 58% of the avalanche goals this month. Like it is ridiculous what he's doing. And then you compare it to McDavid who had that slow start to the year. So it kind of makes sense. And also McKinnon at the end of last year, it's like when push comes to shove, he's someone that always comes to play. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to look at it through the calendar year and look at the differences that you would expect versus season to season, though, because you're going through the most important time of the season, which differs for everybody, right? Did your team yeah. sell? Did your team do anything? Did you get rested down the stretch versus the start of the year? Are you a slow starter? Did you deal with injury? Like, there's mm -hmm. so many different things that it doesn't like make enough sense when you look at it. But if you had to pick one player, I think that is a great choice. Yeah, it really is. And of course, last week, we were talking about typically players that make a lot of money and weren't quite living up to expectations. Now, Marty and I got quite a kick out of the fact that almost everybody we mentioned <laughs> immediately scored in the next game. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ovechkin, I told you maybe... I'm cursed this year with this. <laughs> Ovi hasn't quite taken off, but uh, he did have a moment in there. But I thought it to be more fair uh, let's pay more attention to those who are not in that upper tier of salaries. And, and really, this, this ties in with your first point here, Shana, and that is how do you go about building a team and what can you reasonably expect when you make certain moves and slot in a $3 million player or a $1 million veteran who's, you know, been middling for a while. Like, there are so many of these people in the NHL. So give us... Um, Give us a, an underachiever, if or sorry, an overachiever, but perhaps underpaid at this point in time. 
Okay, um, let's start with Eric Gustafson. I think he is the <laughs> value signing of the year. Yeah. And, you know, he's playing in New York right now. We saw him thrive in Washington last year under Peter Laviolette, and he jumped up in the lineup when John Carlson was hurt, and we got to see all of the strengths of his game at once. Does he have some defensive weaknesses? Sure. But can he move the puck and create offense? Absolutely. Can a quarterback a top power play unit? No question. And when the Rangers needed him to step up in Adam Fox's absence, he did it even though there were some definite adjustments like being left-handed shot at the point on the power play. The reason he is so intriguing to me, though, is not just that he's been able to step up. It's who didn't choose to keep him. You can go through the list of teams that have gotten rid of him through the years. The Islanders had him on a PTO and didn't keep him around. The Flames didn't keep him around. The Blackhawks, the Canadians. But the most interesting has to be the team that spent on him at the deadline, and that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. They could have had him for nothing, $800,000, $825,000, legitimately nothing, which is what a team like them need. Instead, they went out and signed John Klingberg for a year. And you just look at the situation and go, what were you doing? Like you had everything you could have wanted and more in a value signing, which is all a player like him is meant to be. And you overspent on John Klingberg, who was absolutely horrible before he left the lineup. Okay, so that's an extreme value. That's like $850,000 on a one-year deal. Like I, yeah, you you have to look for those, right? And they don't usually happen. I, I'm going to go across the river from the Rangers to the Islanders for the value pick that I have. Um, it's more expensive value pick because it's a $4 million player, but it's no adoption. He's a point of game this year, right? I mean, I and he has another year left at $4 million. This is a guy that if you compare him to the players, the defensemen that are producing like he's producing, mm-hmm. would be those guys that sign all $9.5 million contracts, right? So he's only at $4 million for another year. This is the type of, uh, of value that I think really makes teams cap work because you're still paying – a pretty penny at 4 million, but you're getting a double that really and more uh, kind of uh, production when it comes to Noah Dobson and the Islanders. Everyone knew it was a super value signing when it happened. And then now he's starting to scratch that ceiling that many expected, right, Shana? What what has happened to us? We're all going to hit on defensemen here after (laughs) I think the entirety of yesterday's show was spent on goaltending as is probably 75 to 80% of our show <laughs> on a daily basis. But I will throw in, he's 100000 cheaper than your guy, Marty. And I still don't understand why nobody went after him in the summer with an offer sheet. He is the setup man on the Oilers power play, Evan Bouchard. I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. Hurt these teams that are in cap misery. And somebody could have hurt them badly by going after Evan Bouchard in a big way. We just had Jeremy Swayman in the building the other night. And I'm like, that was the other guy for an offer yeah. sheet this summer. Come on, people. And But now that the, the, the Sebastian Ajo and Jesperi. Arbitra- could- well, once he filed, he was un- ineligible, right? Yes, but you had, you you know, you you didn't file on July 1. You could have had that deal happen on July 1, and -hmm. it didn't happen. But after the cut Kinyemi and Aho thing, GMs are really, really, really skittish when it comes to offer sheets. They think everyone's their friend, though. You know, like, this is a competition. We don't need to help each other out. You need a little bit of spice. No adoption with someone they should have, like, teams should have gone after. You know the Islanders are in trouble. Now he's literally Norris Caliber, and he's doing it without uh, Pelican Pulak in the lineup. Like, what he's doing is ridiculously good. Bouchard, does he have defensive flaws? Absolutely. If you want to talk mm-hmm. about a, a defenseman where you watch goals against and go, what were you doing? Mm-hmm. He's so high on the list. But the upside is there. 
you can balance him out with someone like Matias Ekholm, and you can see the difference in his game now that Ekholm's actually healthy, and then Swayman too. Like, these were the players to squeeze the team for. Boston doesn't have the money for it. Would it have helped Boston in a way because they would have cleared cap that they could have spent on a center? Sure. But you would have gotten the better goalie, and now Boston's not going to let Swayman go if they play it right. They're going to move Olmark, sell high still because he's having a good season as well, and then you get the younger goalie out of it. Like, why aren't you doing things to help yourself? And can I throw another defenseman in there who moved at the end of last year? Philip Peronic. Yeah. Like, what would the Vancouver Canucks be without him right now? Yep. It's an absolute steal. And I I mean, it was kind of confusing. And is my memory wrong here? Like, it was a little bit surprising when the deal happened, right? Yes and no. Yes, in that he was having such a good season. No, Mm -hmm. in that I understood if the Red Wings went, we're not going to buy on this player when he's had like this career year and now his price tag went up. So let's get some, like, let's get a lot for him for Vancouver though. It's kind of tricky because you're like, you're over the cap for next year without, you know, when they brought him over and you're like, this is someone that's going to cost a lot, but he's been great. And everyone was screaming at Vancouver at the time. You have to address your defense core. Right. And they did. And it worked. And obviously, Quinn Hughes and company have benefited greatly. Marty, any more on your list? Well, this is a little this or that for closing out the year for you, Shana. And I'm going to look at the goaltenders. Um, Which one has given their team the best value this year? Is it Cam Talbot at a million dollar with his 14-7-2 record and 9-24 save percentage? Or Charlie Lindgren with his $1.1 million with one more year, and he has a 928 save percentage this year. Which one do you pick on the best value there, Talbot or Charlie Lindgren? I'm going to go Talbot, um, it, but it's it's really close. You know, the thing with Lindgren is he's been trending in the right direction the last couple of years. When he was that last season with the Blues, like I thought teams should have been trading for him then. I thought it seemed like the Devils should have, you know, gone after him. Yeah, like he's a good value <laughs> goaltender. If you're going to use him, he could be a 1B, as high as a 1B, I think. And that is a really good thing to have in today's game. Talbot, though, I will give the edge to. He was the player I was thinking of otherwise as like your value signing because it's a million dollars. The Kings have so much riding on this year. So there was a lot of pressure on him to pick up the pace from the last couple of seasons. And yes, he's in the best position to succeed. He's on a team with a ton of defensive support, a ton of offensive support. But what he's doing, the fact that he's seventh in goal saved above expected right now through 23 yeah. games is so impressive to me. And now that you have Copley hurt, it's even more pressure on him to play at this level. You know, mm-hmm. the Kings have shown they'll trade a goaltender. They don't care who you are. If they're going to trade Don- Jonathan Quick, they're going to trade Cam Talbot if they had to. You know, they, they're not pulling any punches. They have way too much riding on this season. So I, I give him the edge because I think the pressure's on him versus Lingren. You don't expect the Capitals to be good. And you have Darcy Kemper right there. Quick's former team, the Columbus Blue Jackets, in town to take on the Sabres tomorrow. That's a 5 p.m. start. And, of course, we're on the air at 4.30. His former team. What a tribute. That could have been the moment of 2023 when the Columbus Blue Jackets thank Jonathan Quick for his time. with the. And it's a picture of him when he was with the Kings with the cup, but they took out the cup and they just put a Columbus Blue Jackets Photoshop jersey on him. It was amazing. Are there any other ridiculous moments of the year that come to mind for you? I will I will allow you guys to buy some time here and just say that one of the stupidest that apparently was sitting on the back shelf for a while until they finally revealed it was Rycroft drinking out of Moser's spit oh, cup on the app broadcast recently. Like that, 
that was one of the most ridiculous things I've seen. And the fact that he had to keep going, he's like rinsing his mouth out. And then like Mosier gets the cup back and he's just like <laughs> cleaning it off. Like, oh, Rycroft put his germs on my cup. Ah, this that's poor guy. <laughs> That's horrible. That's just it was awful. So bad. It was no, so it's bad. Just, it's just awful. It makes me want to. That's not good. <laughs> I, I, how about this? Funky moment, but one that happens in the world of television, which we live in, is that the uh, when they announced the uh, the draft lottery and going into break, Kevin Weeks announced that Columbus had dropped down a spot without really revealing what had happened. And the yeah. world thought there was conspiracy. This is fix. This is fix. Look at what's happening. Come on, people. It's you gotta you gotta know that it's a TV show and they have to be prepared and they have to have visual stuff already organized. So the draft lottery is not fixed. It was just a, a blooper moment for the, from our boy Weeksy. Any yeah. other memories for you, Shana? I don't, I'm blanking now because you both had such good ones. I'm like thinking of things on the ice. Like we had a goalie goal at the NHL level. Like that's so exciting. That's and great. Like, that is, it kind of pales in comparison. <laughs> well, no, I, could... I, I think that's uh, the fact that they had a goalie goal with Nedeljkovic yep. in Wilkes-Barre. And then next week, it's Tristan Jari in Pittsburgh. Like oh. two goalie goals in the same organization within a week. Unbelievable. New Year's yep. goal for you, Shana, as we have like two seconds left here. Um, maybe get like a shred of organization. So I want to I want to find a better way to consume games when there's 14 a night throwing up at me. I feel like I'm getting there, but I need a better system or maybe the NHL needs a better schedule. You were a great influence to me. So the answer is always more TVs. Thank you, Shana. <laughs> Happy New Year. We'll see you in 24. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. I'm sorry, I'm dying here just because of a text message I got, and I don't know whether I should share it or not. So I won't until maybe the final few seconds of the show. Marty, what do you got to uh, close out our final show of 2023? Okay, well, usually I would say save of the year, which could probably be Uko Pekolukunen against Ryan, uh, no, against Jimmy VC in New York. The last mm -hmm. time, not the last, but the second last time they were at MSG. But I'm going to close out with goal of the year, and I'm giving it to Zach Benson on his Ooh, first nice. NHL goal when he went through the legs in Washington, was able to put it over Darcy Kemper. It was the goal of 2023, in my opinion, when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres. And the fact that it was his first NHL goal and that he's been such a a, a good sport and a good player, I think I got to give him the award for 2023. Yeah, the Metro Atlanta Area Transportation Company would agree with you uh, based on the blocked <laughs> shot in front of Sam Karatkin. Uh, so <laughs> rare are those times when those two worlds collide. But uh, sadly, they did in that uh, incredibly visual moment for some who witnessed Zach Benson up close. Yes. Bandit's fifth is a big story from 2023, of course. It's Bandit Land tonight. Hope to see you there. Amherst are home as well. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you soon.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.